Today, I'm going to continue to talk about the murder of Dante Wright, and we've now learned a lot about the officer who shot and killed him, Kim Potter, who's been on the force for over 25 years and is literally the head of the local police union, is a trainer of officers, and we just learned that she was literally training someone the day that she shot and killed Dante. And so I want to unpack and explain it, including telling you something that I just learned moments ago about the town, Brooklyn Center, where Dante was also shot and killed. It was literally founded by a Klan leader. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. Listen to me, living in this country is hard and exhausting, and that's for all of us. If you want to take charge of your mental health, if that's one of your goals, listen to me, don't give up. BetterHelp is here to make it easier than ever. BetterHelp, a company that I love, is professional counseling done securely online. They will assess your needs, and then they'll match you with your own licensed therapist You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions with them. It's great. My family's use BetterHelp. You can visit BetterHelp.com slash breakdown. That's BetterHelp and join the over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Again, this podcast is proud to be sponsored by BetterHelp and the Breakdown listeners get 10% off of their first month at BetterHelp.com dot com slash breakdown. Check it out. Give it a chance. Have somebody to be able to talk your problems over with. Love and appreciate you all. As most of you probably already know by now, on this past Sunday afternoon, in broad daylight in the middle of the afternoon, A young man named Dante Wright was shot and killed by police right outside of Minneapolis. Now, the city of Minneapolis is different in the sense that there are little towns all in and around Minneapolis that have their own police departments. And it's that way for a reason. These little towns that break away from the big city, they want to control everything uh, from, from their own government to their own taxes and schools, and they want to control their own police departments. Well, we've learned many things over the past two days about the shooting of Dante Wright, and I want to try to begin unpacking and explaining who shot him. It was an officer who had been on that force uh, in the Brooklyn Center Police Department for over 25 years. Her name is Kim Potter, and perhaps most disturbing is not just that she had 25 years of experience. We learned that after she shot Dante Wright in the center of his chest with her gun, that she is now claiming, and her police chief is now claiming on her behalf, and it it all looks and sounds very different. When the police chief gave a press conference, we did not yet know 
that she had been the longtime head of the literal police union. And so now when you go back and watch the video of the police chief defending his officer, you have to view it in a very different light. He was defending the head of the police union. He was defending his lead trainer. And so she had not only been on the police force for 25 years, but was the head of the police union. And just two years ago, in 2019, as she was the head of the police union, she got in trouble with investigators for coaching two men who had just shot and killed a 21-year-old who had autism. She had gotten in trouble for coaching them on how to conceal evidence after a police shooting. She should have been fired right then and there. Like, when a police officer is not uncovering evidence, but is concealing it, it goes against the primary task that they claim to be about, which is solving crimes. But when her fellow colleagues committed crimes, killed a man with autism, she concealed evidence and got in trouble with investigators for it. And the article actually said, this is actually from the case file, said that she instructed officers Turner and Akers to quickly exit the residence, get into separate squad cars, turn off their body-worn cameras, and not to talk to each other so that they could have the best chance of getting away with this murder. Instead of being fired, of course, she continued to be promoted and celebrated in the department. She has been there literally long enough to retire at this point. And the idea that she believed her gun was a taser when they are made of different materials, when they are drastically different weights, the gun normally weighs two to three times the amount of the taser, when they are on different hips, uh, when they are different colors, the taser is designed to be a bright yellow color. You can literally see it on her hip and on the hips of other officers uh, throughout the video of the shooting death of, uh, of Dante Wright. It's a lie that we heard before. We also heard this lie when police shot and killed Oscar Grant 11 years ago um, at a train station in Oakland, California. Shot and killed him and said, hey, I, I thought it was my taser. And it's like, oh, this is a lie. And police share these lies. And of course, as the head of the police union, you know all the lies to tell. And you have literally coached people through the lies. Not only that, we also just learned that on the day she shot and killed Dante Wright, she was literally training other officers. So it's like, hold on. You expect me to believe, head of the police union, on the force for 25 years, a trainer of police officers who was training police officers that day that you shot and killed a man with your gun in a training exercise, and except you believed it was your taser, it's not about not buying it. I saw several of my friends say something to this effect. It's not just about, oh, I don't buy it. It's how little do you care? If this is your defense, how little do you care about black lives that in a critical moment, your defense is that you cared so little that you didn't bother to discern the difference between your gun and your taser. Like that's how much you care. 
That's how much you care about training. Like it's, it's fundamentally preposterous. But when you start digging, I had never heard of Brooklyn Center. Living in Brooklyn, when I first heard that there was a shooting at Brooklyn Center, I kept thinking like, I live in Brooklyn, New York. And it's like, what, what the hell is Brooklyn Center? And I didn't, I'd never heard of Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. And I was confused when I kept hearing people say it was in Minneapolis, but it was actually in a town called Brooklyn Center and they had their own police department. Like I, I couldn't make sense of it. Now a lot of it makes sense. The town, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, was literally founded by a Klan member. His name is Earl Brown. He is the founder of the town. This is not, listen, Google it. His first name is Earl, E-A-R-L-E, Brown. Google Earl Brown KKK. He is listed regularly in all of the roles of the KKK. This was not a secret. This is not a conspiracy theory. An active member of the KKK formed the town Brooklyn Center. His name is still all over the town. And here's perhaps the most revealing point. He was the sheriff of Brooklyn Center. It's everything that we always say law enforcement was about. Almost 100 years ago, when he founded this town, Sheriff Earl Brown was an active, involved, dedicated member of the KKK. It's what we say, that law enforcement is so deeply intertwined with slavery, with the Klan, with white supremacy. These institutions are white supremacist institutions. And this man's name, up until last year, they had an elementary school named after this man. They still have parks and festivals all over this town named after a lifelong member of the Klan. Think on that. That's what we're up against. That's who we're up against. I'm going to continue following this case. Um, You know, many people are asking questions that we see all the time, like, Why didn't Dante just comply? People are terrified of police. Having worked with hundreds of families, including families just like Dante's, where a young man was, a young man or woman was being placed under arrest and they panicked and didn't comply because they were either terrified of the police officer or terrified of the consequences or terrified of going to jail. In that moment, it is incredibly difficult for people to think clearly. And I just ask you to have compassion on black men, women, and children who are placed under arrest and don't appear to make the decisions you think they should make from the comfort of your living room. You don't really understand the the terror, the rise in blood pressure, and the lowering of of decision-making skills and judgment-making moments. It's very difficult. All we know is that he should not have been shot and killed, no matter what. Listen, I've got to run, but I hope that you'll become members at thenorthstar.com. The North Star not only underwrites this podcast, but as soon as I finish this podcast, I'm going to go write a brand new article for today. I have hundreds and hundreds of articles that you can read. We have over 2,500 original articles and podcasts, and we'd love, love, love your support. Let's keep on pushing. 
I know we're all beat down and exhausted from so much injustice. I still have hope, and I need you to have it as well. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Hey, it's Sean here. I just want to thank you for supporting the podcast, which is created and produced by the North Star, a Black-owned and operated grassroots media platform that's fighting for liberation journalism. You want to support the work we do, go to thenorthstar.com today to become a member and gain access to over 2,000 articles and over 500 podcasts. We're the only place doing this type of work and we can't do it without your support. Go to thenorthstar.com and become a member today. It's the past.